Welcome to our special series of Where Are They Now? In this series, we're going to be following up with former full-time and part-time employees, discussing what their role was at the facility, how long they worked for us, what they're up to now, and anything else that may come up. Now you cheese that. On today's episode one of Where Are They Now? We are kicking off our series with Erica Cox, formerly Erica Kiniston. Erica is a former student employee at the PCC, or excuse me, of the PCC, currently residing in Spring, Texas. She's been married to her husband, Greg, since 2017, has a one and a half year old son named Carter. He's adorable and works as a virtual assistant. Welcome. Welcome. Yay, thank you. <laughs> All right. I don't think I've ever had anybody give me a bio like that, not since like high school, you know. It was brief. You didn't give me anything to work with, so I elaborated. Impromptu. You didn't ask, you didn't ask me for a bio, so Ooh. had you, I would have provided. True, true. Something probably very similar. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we wing it better. Yeah, so. Yeah. No, I liked it. I loved it. Yeah. It was great. It was a great bio. Now I just need the baby in the picture. We should have done it when the baby was home. When Carter was home. <sighs> well, that would have been a lot. He loves to see himself on camera, though, so that would have been something. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> I mean, not like him. <laughs> but yeah. They all go through he that cute. phase. I remember when Keegan used to look in mirrors and, like, fix his hair when he was, like, two. I was like, what are you doing? Every time he saw a reflection in the window, he'd walk by and stop and stare, and I'm like, all right, enough. Aww. <laughs> he learned that from somebody. Not me. Uh, it's cool. Mm -hmm. Cam used to always throw the peace sign. <laughs> like anytime he saw a camera, he was like, Yeah, who did wrong you learn that you? from? His aunt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Gonna start our questions off. So, what was your position when you worked at the PC, APCC? <laughs> yes. Um, I don't remember what the official title was, like student. Technician. Event assistant. Technician. Well, so, yes. So on the HR side, it's technician. But when y'all are here, we call you a student event assistant. Yes. Or an event okay. assistant. Okay. Good. I'm glad I was somewhat close. Um, so I was just a student worker. And, oh, you know, all that that entailed. Day-to-day -day, kind of different, depending on what was going on. But office stuff, event setup, attending events. <laughs> Rubbing elbows, schmoozing, eating the food from yeah. catering. Like, come on, there's so many things. Yeah, that's right. I totally forgot we got to eat food. No, yeah, I I did it all. <laughs> right on. Yeah, let's not let's yeah, not but, make it sound like they do nothing. Because the students definitely yeah, even did, now do a oh, lot. Oh, we did so much. Well, they, I don't know, they do you want me to like elaborate on what all I did? Because I could go into detail. <laughs> I, I mean, they do stuff now. I don't know if they did stuff back then. Well, they did a hell of a lot then. Oh, we did. We did yeah. some stuff. I'll tell you what. I mean, because it was like, you know, we were the ones, especially like during the event, sometimes it was chaos. And especially if there was like overflow, people would get so angry and you had to like deal with that. And it wasn't our event, but we were just the ones that looked official. Yeah. Our I mean, radio like, take, your, take your name tag off. Like, oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. I don't work here. <laughs> we didn't have name tags then. Oh, okay. Yeah. And there were some students who like didn't like to talk to student workers who didn't like to talk to people. And so I kind of I can remember some events being like, let me help you with that. I'm sorry. We'll let people know that you're frustrated that you know you didn't get in to see whomever or whatever. 
on an overflow, screen. <laughs> on an overflow or, screen that was being streamed anyway. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> like, they're not actually here. Um, but I understand your frustration. But yeah, we did so many things like event setups were sometimes very difficult. I mean, some of those things took. How are you at the workshop? Forever. The workshop. Oh my God. That's everyone's pet peeve <laughs> around here. Everyone hates the workshop setup now. Why? Because they think it's hard. I would say, I would, you know, maybe argue that like having to set up for dinners is worse because having to space out the tables and line up the chairs and make all the lines, you know, visually looking good is a little bit more intensive. I would say I don't think so. Everybody thinks the opposite now. Everybody hates workshop. TJ is responsible for okay. training our new students on how to do it. And I always have to do a quick little uh, briefer. So that well, way, because everyone... we don't, we don't do it very often, you know, I was about to say, that's probably part of it is it's less um, familiar. Like I don't remember doing workshops that much because yeah. it wasn't really. But, yeah. And as I told often. you, TJ, we do them a heck of a lot more now than we ever did, even without, you know, classes being in our building, but all the things we do from Maryland. Oh, yeah. I forgot you guys are like having to do classes, so I'm sure it's. Oh no, it's a one-stop. It's, it's a one setup and done for the semester. So we're basically just babysitting right now, as much as I hate to say yeah, that. That's nice. Is it though? Yeah. It's fine. I mean, so, I, I mean, it's kind of nice to sometimes have a break and not have to like do a quick turnover or whatever. Maybe not every day or every week. Nice thrive time. in the chaos. Thrive in the chaos. TJ yeah. does for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, so where are you working now? What's you doing? Virtual so, assistanting? Yeah, so I, well, I, you know, I've transitioned a lot in the last couple of years, but I had my son Carter in August of 2019. And so I was working full time for this company in Dallas because my husband and I are both from Dallas, went to high school together. And we moved from Dallas to spring. He got a new job. He had been in business school prior to all of this. When we got married, he was in business school. Um, And so we got a new job through that and we moved to spring. And um, we actually had found out that we were moving prior to finding out I was having a baby. So we moved while I was pregnant. So that transition over the last few years has just been kind of different because I was working full time. Um, and then I was working part time and taking care of Carter, which is now also what I do. But in January, I started uh, also doing being like a virtual assistant for my mother because she is a romance author. And there's a lot of administrative kind of operational things that go into that that you would never think of so I do that for her and then I'm like a bookkeeper for that company that I used to work for I wondered if she was still writing them oh is she (laughs) she sure is and I was actually um she's doing audio turning some of them into audio books uh her best-selling series is a cowboy series and um it's like clean it's like clean clean uh-huh. clean so her mom um, used to not those like trashy hide under your pillow type of she thing. had she had to used to do a little bit more racy but not the no and she's just not like that it's so funny especially if you knew my mom it's just the most ridiculous thought to like envision her as a romance author um but you're know, doing audiobooks so we have to highlight the manuscripts like color code them for the voices so that the person who's doing the audiobooks like knows to change up the voice because it's different characters. 
And so in, essentially when I do that, because I don't read the books, it's weird. I read one or two in college when she first started doing it. And I was like, I can't for so many reasons. But um, like, picture she your used mom Erica, reading it to you. Yeah, but she used Erica's stories. She would use some real life things. And like the first time I read one, it was super funny because she actually used my husband's name in it. And so my husband and I dated in high school. We broke up in college and kind of like off and on. And then we got back together and we're not married. I was in just in life. But um, in the breakup period, she wrote a book and used his name because he his first name is Lloyd. And then he's a junior. So he's like Lloyd Gregory Cox Jr. And she's always been like, that's just such an awful name. Like who would do that to their child name, make them a junior, you know, and Lloyd. And then she's writing this novel. And so I'm reading it and it's like the hero, which is nice, the hero, his name is Lloyd, whatever, whatever, junior. And then the heroine, like Lloyd, whatever, whatever, junior, who would do that to their kid in the book? Like that's what the book says. Like, Mom. Like, you use his name. She goes, well, honey, I needed a weird name, and it just fit perfectly. Like, yeah, but don't you think that maybe someone's going to read it, like his mom, and then see you making fun of her son? And now we're married, so. It's even more awkward. But um, <laughs> even, right? That's amazing. I don't think he probably, he's upstairs, he probably heard me. I, he knows that she wrote a story where his name is in it, he doesn't know, like, the details of it. <laughs> Yeah, so she would do stuff like that, and then, like, it's just weird, and then it's, like, my mom, when I'm reading a book, I like, you know, to, like, be relate to the character, and when the character, especially in a romance book, sound, like, speaks the way my mom does, it's just not, I'm just not interested, I don't need to hear her voice in my head more, you know? Oh, I love this, because so, I know your mom, and I can just, yes, it's, uh, it really yes. is, when you first told me she wrote a book, I was like, about what? You're like, it's a yes. romance, and I was like, your mom, she. No. But she has, yeah, she's very successful with it because people like it. It's very popular. And she now has been doing it long enough that she can, you know, write what she, the cleaner stuff. So it's like totally clean. Like you maybe have, you know, some, some, some uh, affection, but not like anything. Not 50 shades of gray. It is not. No, no. And so, um, yeah, she's, I mean, no, but she's, she's got like 40 books. Jeez, I didn't realize it was that many. It's a lot. It's a lot. And she, you know, she's really, she's, she's a business, she's got a business mindset. So like she figures out what people like, she does that and she knows how to do like the advertising and like all of that stuff, but she's an independent author. And so independent authors have to do everything by themselves. They don't have like a production company behind them. So they have to keep on track and it's just hard to do when you also need to be writing books. Um, but yeah, so, it paid her, her, her book sales paid entirely for my wedding, which was ex, like beyond expensive. So that just, are I was you so going to plug her? What's her name? Her name is Chris Keniston, plugger. Um, let's put the link. Does she have an Instagram? Uh, yeah, no, Chris Keniston. She does have an Instagram. She does not have an Instagram presence. And that's like a whole thing. And I went to this conference with all these older women with her talking about like how to create an Instagram presence and they were talking about it and they don't even understand like what's the hashtag I just said it. Um, it is not worth your time to do it these people like even the most famous authors like don't have Instagram is not that's not what Instagram Instagram's not gonna help them so, like so we don't maybe one day but it's just it's like no y'all yeah. cannot do this y'all don't know what you're talking about 
We'll definitely link her information into her book. So you have to share that. So we'll definitely help sure. promote that one. But yeah, so I'm a virtual, so to get back to, you know, the question, um, I'm a virtual assistant for her and I'm a bookkeeper for the company I used to work for too. So I work whenever Carter's not, like he's at school right now, little, little, you know, Tuesday, Thursday program. So I, I squeeze in hours in between, but I stay home with him. The majority of the time is really probably my real job. Yeah. Real. You know, full-time job guaranteed work for at least the next 18 years forever. Yeah. At least <laughs> yeah. minimum at 18 least. though. Minimum. Minimum. Yeah. We start but too early. Why do we start so early on that? What? With the, the starting of the, of the first real, real, you know, mother job. Why do we start so early? Why do we start in our twenties to have the rest of our life to take care of that? that uh, I don't know. They only do it in the United States. <laughs> in other countries, they wait until they're in their thirties to have kids. Yeah. You should have done that. You did. Uh, Just one. Second one. <laughs> yeah. So. That second one floated the line of a geriatric pregnancy. So well. yeah. <laughs> Just know. remember that EK when you're 35, if you have a baby at 35, they consider it a geriatric pregnancy. Oh, I know. I'm very well aware because I, I was 28. When I got, I was, yeah, 28, I turned 29, like right after, but um, yeah, and I was not, we were not planning, it was like an unexpected pregnancy, so that was like a, also a thing to take in when we were planning on moving and all of that, and my mom, back to her, she was not happy, um, and that's a whole other story, if we have time, we can loop back to it, but um, but then now I'm like, okay, well, now we've started this timeline, and if we're going to have kids, start pumping them out, we gotta, yeah. we gotta you know, because I was like, I only have so many years that I can, you know, have safe pregnancies or, you know, because once you hit whatever, 36, right? I think it's the, okay. like, expiring. Yeah. Expiring. Okay. Expiration okay. date. Let's redirect. <laughs> yeah. Off that tree branch. Um, yes. <laughs> is there a memory or an event you think of when you remember the PCC or do you even think about it anymore? <laughs> oh my gosh. Of course. I thought a lot about this question and how I would answer it. So, you know, cause I worked there like a year and a half or two, almost two years. And I then switched over into catering at A&M. Um, so I was still like a, around it, so to speak. Um, and at the time, yes, there were like for sure cool things. I mean, at the time I, I didn't understand. I was too young. I was 20 when I started. I was too young to like understand really like how big of a deal some of those events, a lot of those events were. Like how it was kind of like an honor to be able to experience some of these things that were happening. So back then there were like at least two to three events that I can think of that really stood out to me that I was like, this is so cool. Um, but as an adult, when I talk about these experiences that I had, I realized like how big of a deal some of these people were. And I just didn't, I had no idea when I was there, like experiencing it. You know what I mean? So like, so what? I don't know, I can give you, yeah. So, so when I was a student, um, the one that stood out the most to me for different reasons, the first one would be there was, um, whenever the Bush the Library Council was meeting or like the board members, 
it was a weekend event. And so it wasn't like a public event. And so it was just me in the lobby because I was the student worker for that weekend. And um, me and all the secret service for President Bush and Mrs. Bush and just for like hours, like six hours. And the things like talking about what it's like to be in the secret service. They were trying to convince me to be in the secret service. Always. I was trying to convince them to, to give me their secret service badges. It was like this thing. And I don't remember, I was thinking about this. There was that one like very attractive secret service guy. I don't remember if he was there or not, but like, so that was just cool for many reasons. And they gave me, they gave me like this secret service keychain thing that I had on my keys forever. And then I lost my keys for like six years. And I found them just when we moved here. And I was like, my secret service badge. Um, so that one was really cool. Just imagine that Monday conversation when she came back to work after that weekend. I remember that. Yes. Because yeah, she was, it was like, so cool. I was like, they wanted me to be a secret. They, and I was like, it'd be so cool to be in the secret service. But I asked them about running and it's like, I can't run. So if you have to run to like get in, it's just not going to happen. And they were so, super, so nice and it was just cool. It was just a really cool experience. Um, another one that stood out when I was in, when I was working there was that, do you remember that one, Sarah, I had like just started and it, where they, a diaper got left in the bathroom. Do you know what I'm talking about? Vaguely, but yes. What? Okay. Oh. So, if you want me to unpack that, I can, but there was like, you're going to have to unpack it for TJ. She's going to be sitting here going like, what is she talking about? Like, okay. like an adult diaper, diaper was left in the bathroom and I was kind of on watch. There was like a, someone attending one of the events who was like, I guess kind of important. And I was assigned to her and I had started more recently and she like had got, she had caretakers, but they weren't at the event. They had like left her. And so she had to go to the bathroom and then um, she came out and I was like, do you need help? And she wasn't saying anything to me. And it was, just, it was this whole thing. And I didn't know what to do. I was brand new. And um, she left, like there was like a diaper that was left in the bathroom. And I remember going over to Sarah and I was like, um, so this is while the event's going on. I was like, um, there's kind of a situation. And Sarah was like, okay, clean it up. Because I was new, so it was like, I want to make a really good impression and be like a team player. But I also like don't want to have to do this. And it was in the middle of the event and Sarah was like running the AV and it was in the like big, not the auditoriums, but like space where you could like remove the wall. I, I, remember, I don't remember what the space yeah. are. Yeah. And so, and I was like, Sarah's looking at me to clean it up. Like, duh. And I was like, please don't make me do that. <laughs> it's easy. So you just take a trash bag okay. and put it over your hands. <laughs> Here's the thing. Well, now I would do it. Now yeah. I'm a mom. Well, I get yeah. that. But at the time, a, I had yeah. not had experience with that. Yeah. Right now, I'd be like, not a big deal. And I feel bad for this woman. So, because like that's so anyway. So that one really stood up me forever. I told people that story all the time. Yeah, not much. Now, now it's gonna be on the internet. So it's gonna be yeah. out there forever. Oh, she don't care. <laughs> yeah. Now you can just be like, oh, I've told this story. You can go watch it. <laughs> yeah, I talked about it. Um, but as an adult, there were like other things that I didn't like. Temple Grandin came, and that's just super cool. Um, if anybody understands like the history of it, even like my dad was like, oh, I watched this mini series on Temple Grandin, and I'm like, oh my gosh. 
I saw her in person, you know, and like, she was really cool. Like it was a really cool experience and the way she would answer questions and things like that. It was just super cool to see that. And then Marcus Luttrell came and I didn't know who he was, but then going down my rabbit hole as an adult, um, there was that movie about his book by one of my like most favorite characters. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I've seen him too. And like all this stuff. It's like, those were like really important people. And I just didn't, connect but I tell people that I'm like oh yeah well I worked this event so it's okay because like if you had fangirled during an event it'd be like oh hmm." she would but only to us I could have yeah I don't know because I didn't I think I was like super professional for the most part like from that standpoint um I don't remember ever like freaking out over anyone at like the conference center I did freak out over someone when they catering once but um it was that yeah no I don't think oh. it was when I was doing the baseball Sweet. so yeah. also stole me from the conference center to catering um they were like she was like hey I need someone while I was still a student worker I was doing both in in school and so I did I just like worked the suites at the baseball game mm-hmm. And one baseball game, Mandy from Modern Family came up to the press box. And I didn't even watch Modern Family. I didn't even watch Modern Family. But when I saw him, I just, I cried. I recognize him. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh. It was like me and the late, and it wasn't in front of the people. We were, like the game was going on. I was like out in the hallway with, like speaking with the women who ran the elevators. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I, I mean, I took a picture with him. I have that. It's on my Instagram. And I was like, oh. like I took me 30 minutes to calm down after I met him. And I just. That's awesome. I know. So it's really funny. But yes. Yeah. 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 I feel, so like, we're, I feel yes, like we're I, very similar because yes. I also work sweets and do things for Levy. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. There's a lot of, yeah, a lot of uh, maybe similar experiences we could chat later, but um, yeah, no, this is, I think uh, working at the conference center was just such like a big, um, it was not your typical college job, and there were so many really cool experiences and things that happened and things that we learned, or that I learned, that I took away from that, that like absolutely still come up in conversation, so So I don't remember all the details. But I do remember a lot of things about it and have fond memories about a lot of things. So So it's safe to say you enjoyed working at PCC. (laughs) I loved working at PCC. I would have, like, if I lived in College Station, I would be like, Sarah, please hire me full time. You should move back. (laughs) Well, don't think I haven't discussed that with my husband. Okay, here's the deal. We'll live in College Station, and you can just drive to Houston because he works. He works in downtown Houston, but obviously now, and especially now, it's like he's mostly remote. It's like this could have huh. very easily worked. It's like the co- cost of living is better. Like I'll just be, but we have a vacant position. Um, uh oh. That's why I say you let's should call, just move back. <laughs> let's call him down here right now. <laughs> Greg, where are you? We need you. Stat. <laughs> <laughs> what was but your yeah, first no, I, I loved it what was your first impression of Sarah when you met her oh god oh my gosh do we have so to go funny. down that's not even on the list of that, questions it's not I deviated oh. <laughs> I could talk about Sarah for forever so 
maybe we'll set up another time to do like oh, this era podcast. First, it's like um, the first because- word that comes to your brain when you think about the first time you met Sarah. Okay. So Sarah was the person that I interviewed with and, um, she was honestly not like, not that it was a bad interview or anything like that, but the way you ended up being is not the impression that I got in the interview. It wasn't like there was no, nothing either direction. It was just like a good interview. You know, she kind of, reacted to things that I said like you would laugh at some of the things I said during the interview like or kind of not laugh but like kind of smile like nod your head and so it was hard to read her uh in that first interview also she was pregnant and I didn't realize it because she was like a skinny pregnant person um that did not happen but it wasn't the second one <laughs> well I've heard that things change in the second time around just to um, work out <laughs> walk or something I, in fact when I got pregnant I'm like man what if I'm like Sarah because she not also not only did she could you not tell when she was, and she was like five six months pregnant mm-hmm. she was like six months pregnant so um but I just never I don't know I wasn't looking at your body and um it just didn't it wasn't like super obvious and you, you know, have like a sweater <laughs> in that one of those like dresses that you would wear mm-hmm. but um no, she seemed cool. She was just like chill. She wasn't like super bubbly, but she wasn't mean. Maybe a little intimidating. She gets that all the time. I do. Still all the time. That's like I'm not surprised. That's because you are intimidating. Am I? It's but that's a good thing. Is it no? Not how are you not? I don't know how I am. I strong just, and opinionated. Well, yeah, like, but when you first meet me in an interview, I'm definitely not that way. I just may not be as open welcoming well but I think I think you have to remember in an interview though it's like you're thinking about hiring me for a job so like that's just an intimidating situation to begin with and side note I could not I was applying for so many jobs at that time that when I got the email back to interview I could not remember what I had applied for I didn't remember what the position was and I couldn't find it on the work website and I was like oh my gosh I was like trying to figure out what did I apply for to like make myself look good and I had no clue walking in and I was like I did not remember that I did not remember reading this at all but it was definitely right in my own it was something I would like to do but I just like wanted a job so bad because I'd always had a job I was like I need something that's the best and this would be the best if I remembered this job I know this would have been the best one for me that I would have <laughs> wanted you know to put that in there so it was a very intimidating situation for me oh man you know that's fair yeah have you have you visited A&M since you left not no um so I graduated in 2013 and I stayed I transitioned while I was graduating over to Texas A&M catering um and that was my first full-time position post-graduation and then I left I left that job um like in December of that year like at the end of the year in 2013. So I was, there, I was at, with the catering team for like nine months, maybe. Oh my like God. less than a year, but something along those lines. Um, and I moved back to Dallas and then, but I still had my apartment. And so I came back sometime in like March and probably saw Mark because I think he was the only one that was still 
there. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Tammy had left, like full-time people had left and the student workers had changed. Um, and I think that was it. And so that was like March of 2014, I guess. So I haven't been back in forever. Yeah, but I lived in Dallas and it was not convenient to go. Yeah, but spring is like maybe an hour. It's so close. I could come. Should I come right now? Is that what you're telling <laughs> yeah. me? You should. I've got uh, Greg can showers. Pick, Greg can pick Carter up. You just come on. <laughs> okay, perfect. So let's pause. You could be we'll here when I'm there. You could be here before one o'clock. I could. I could. And um, I'm not opposed to that. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I just haven't. Just I haven't gone, and but I I want to. Let's set something up. Okay, I'll have my people contact your people. <laughs> Sounds good. So just as long as your mom is not your booking assistant. No. I don't know. I don't know if I can handle that conversation. My bring people her, bring me. her to the one. time. Gosh, I don't. You she's would love fun. it. She was, she's, she's fun. fun. She's wonderful. She's mm-hmm. just a presence to be had. And she doesn't understand that, which makes it that much better. That's awesome. So, so what do you what do you miss the most about being in Aggieland? Or what's one thing you miss? Maybe not the best thing, but oh my gosh. Yeah, there's like a million the things. food. Um, um I love how small it is. You can get around really easily with the traffic. I miss it's not small um, anymore. That's probably true. That's the hard thing. It's like I it was, you know, because I was there just for school and so that was obviously like such a unique period of life that even if I were to go back out probably wouldn't be exactly the same but I love how friendly all of the people like just the people there are for the most part nice that was why I picked and I'm actually I was always like a born um not born into but like both of my parents are from Edmore so they have no kind of collegiate um allegiance you know and but my best friend growing up it was like UT so it was just a known thing I was going to go to UT like I had to have this house I was gonna live at at UT that we applied for when I was in the sixth grade. It was like UT, 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 just a thing. I think Dallas was probably more UT driven, or at least at that time. Whereas like Houston is like all college station or AM. But then I visited and AM was just nice. Like the people were nice. The people in Austin were not. And like people held doors for us at restaurants. It was just this like this energy and this feeling of college station that I was like Halfway through, I went to um, my, my uh, whatever that thing is, where you're looking at everything, my, not an interview, but you're touring. I did my tour. Sorry, slum brain. Um, I was touring A&M's campus, and then the next day I did UTs, and my mom and I left halfway through the UT one and was like, I, I don't want to go here. I'm going to go. And I only applied to A&M because I was in the top 10% at that time. That was like cool. And so I knew I could get in. You're like, like I'm going. And and that stayed true. Like my experience there mirrored that. And so um, that's probably the biggest thing is just like the the uh, smallness. And it felt like I was from Dallas. It felt like a mini Dallas almost. I don't know why. Like it, that sounds weird, but it like I had everything that I needed, but it was small and it was just like, but a lot of people crammed into this one small area. And, just said like the game probably was like the energy of going to games or like being outside of where the game is 
because I didn't actually yeah, go to games. The tailgating. The tailgating. Sure, tailgating. yeah. <laughs> I liked to tailgate. I attended a tailgate or two in my day. Well, I'll tell so. you, uh, Fitzwillies is closed. Hall of Fame is closed. Hall of Fame's a Walmart. Yeah. Hall of Fame, I don't even think was a thing when I was there. Was it? It was the old, like, so it was yeah. like the older crowd, like the. It was the historic dance hall. Yeah. Rocky if I wasn't in the mall Northgate, anymore. I didn't go. Yeah, no, oh. she's, she was a, a North Gator. She was a frequent uh, of the. Okay, so Fitzwillies is closed. I, well, I know, like, everything is probably, like, I've heard, the like, bars is are not bars anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah, Zapatos is a juice is like joint a, now. What? Yeah, it's Northgate Juice Bar. Interesting. Yeah. yeah there's but a couple. I feel like I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't enjoy Northgate now like I would have then anyway. So I don't necessarily miss that. <laughs> Although I did spend a lot of time there and I had fun, but had fun with Sarah there post, post to when we were like official colleagues at catering. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna that. say this, and this is not gonna be G rated, but um, I got a little drunk at Northgate one weekend when we had a girls' weekend, and I ate shit on the ground when we were leaving, and Erica literally just pointed and laughed at me. I wondered if I could bring that up because that is my most favorite memory of Sarah. I had a lot of them, but that's just one of the best ones that I can visually like. It's like it happened yesterday. Like I could. I'm so upset I have not had this experience as well. I'm a little oh bit more responsible now. I need you to remedy that. Yeah. So like Tam, so Tammy good. used to work here and Valerie used to work here and the four of us were very close. And when we left the PCC and EK came and worked in catering, Tammy came down for the weekend and Valerie was working for me in catering. Also, she worked at the university club um, and we nice. just, we just had a girl's weekend and we decided to go to Northgate and we stayed at the pool all day before we went out. That's right. Big mistake. Yeah. So I got a little drunk. Sunburned um, and drunk. Yeah. And I ate shit. Like waiting for the a ride. The thing about it, the thing about it is that we were, I was in the car as was Valerie. So I had like a tunnel vision directly on Sarah because like the car seat, like the, in the front seat, like headrests were like right here. So it's like I could just see Sarah and then the like car lights were on her. It was like a spotlight on Sarah and I was in the car so like what was I gonna do Tammy was out but Sarah is right in front of the car but like her back to us and then like fall forward in a dress yeah in a dress and wedges <laughs> yeah and then she was and not that it's funny Sarah it's funny Sarah like I love to watch people who are like very intelligent interact with people who are not intelligent and point out to them why they're not intelligent without saying like, hey, you're not intelligent. And Sarah's like the queen of being able to do that. And I love to see Sarah in that moment. That's one of the things about you that's intimidating is you're very smart and you know when someone's doing something wrong and they don't realize it and you just say it you just like narrate like so you're telling me that you're doing blah blah blah, blah. does that seem like so a good idea <laughs> yeah I'm sure I'm sure you have less of a tolerance I'm like that now um which is why Sarah and I got along well because like I can appreciate I could appreciate when Sarah had feedback for me I could appreciate 
that it was good feedback that I needed. And I also wasn't stupid. So Sarah like treated me, not that you treat people who are stupid bad, but like, I didn't, it was like, I needed to hear the feedback. It, it made me better, you know? Um, so like, like, yeah, right. I love to watch Sarah like that. And I love to watch Sarah like when then she gets mad at people. And so um, usually it wasn't at me, but in this situation it was. And so then it was even funnier because she's mad. <laughs> she's fallen. Tammy helped her. And then After all, laughing, you guys laughed at me, yeah. laughing hysterically at that. And then she's mad at me, which made me laugh even more. <laughs> yeah like <laughs> that's a real so that was a real rough time in my life but yeah it, it was that was a, that was the time for sure there was a lot going on for us we were all you know yeah it was I, a lot so I'm so glad she made you cry you feel better now <laughs> TJ yeah yeah, these are these are stories I don't typically share. So be glad we're doing this series. I'm sure Tammy will have a lot. <laughs> yeah, ask Tammy about that situation because she was there too. And she picked Sarah right up. She's a true friend. Yeah, the other two pointed you know, and laughed. Yeah, like those are also true friends though. <laughs> it, it was funny. I was. It was funny. And if worlds reversed, you a thousand percent would have been laughing at me as well because it was yep. just that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, like, is this why you don't wear heels and dresses anymore? Me? Yeah. No, it's because I'm fat and I can't get rid of baby weight. So I don't like wearing things that hurt my back anymore. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I doubt you're fat, but okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Thank right. you. Yeah. All right. Okay, Sarah. Well, mm. <laughs> I'm so fat. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> So, well, so when are you coming here? Yeah, I know. So when are you coming? Because I feel like we need, you should be on the road already. Like, well, we are planning well, the in-person reunion and you will get to meet EK at that point, or excuse me, EC, call her EC now, but I'm going to keep calling her EK. Call me, call me whatever you want. Yeah, so we'll get to, we're going to extend it to their families as well. So then that way I can, um, I'm sure Greg already knows all the wonderful stories of EK, but you know, maybe there's a few he don't know. Oh, he's, <laughs> he could tell you some stories. He's the complete opposite of me though, so he'd be embarrassed to tell them. But yeah, he's known me since I was like 12. So he's got years of stuff on me. Of course, I would tell you myself anyway mm -hmm. so yeah you know but um yeah I would I'm, I can't wait when I missed the reunion because I just totally forgot about it um you weren't the only one I was like at I know it was kind of well, short I was, at the, I was actually gonna tell you this story uh oh but I didn't um because I just forgot about it but I was in my grandmother we had to like clean out my grandmother's house in Dallas and she's like a major hoarder like just bad. I could send you pictures. It's just bad. And when I was hired at the APCC, um, my parents were like, oh my gosh, when you see President Bush, you need to tell him about this thing. I was like, mom, this is my job. I'm not going to tell President Bush anything unless he like personally asked me to tell him that specific story. Like that's not a thing. But you know how parents are. I don't know if y'all are like that. I don't know. I hope I'm not like that, but I'm sure I will be. Like, look at how cute this is. This Anyway, so it's been this like ongoing thing and my parents, with my parents, my whole family, 
my whole life because at the time that I was born, President Bush was president. That was his, you know, I was born in 1990. So that's when he was, you know, president. And my aunt worked for him at the White House. And so he wrote me a letter congratulating me on my birth. Like, you know, like you're going to do, it's such a nice letter. Like, like you're going to do wonderful things with your life and children are such a blessing. And Mrs. Bush and I are so excited for you and to see like all that you're going to do in your life. Like as I'm a baby, which obviously I didn't know anything, but like this big, big deal to get a a, like active or like whatever, like president who's in office to write you a letter. But my dad threw it away. And so we've never had, I've never seen the letter. It's like not a thing. And it's been an, it would be, um, am I, can y'all hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's that my thing says connecting to, and I'm like, uh Oh, anyway. So it's like, um, my mom makes it very known that my dad like threw this away and just, of course he did. And da, 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 didn't even think to look. And now we don't have this letter. And... So we're cleaning out my mom, my grandmother's house, like two weeks ago. And, um, my mom goes, I'm going to kill her. And she pulls out this like envelope, official like white house envelope. And it's the letter that president Bush wrote me when I was a baby, but my grandma stole it. And then for 30 years, cause it gets brought up often, like often, anytime that, you know, we can discuss like this big thing that happened and how my dad messed it up. My mom is like, you know, just seizes that opportunity. And so for 30 years, it's been like a big thing in our family. And then my grandma just never said anything, just let my dad take the heat and was storing it for who knows what reason. And we didn't realize it until we were like cleaning our house because she was like in the hospital and it was like our opportunity to clean out our house and stuff. And my mom was like, she stole this and for 30 years, she's been keeping it and not saying anything to us. And it was just like, so I got to read the letter finally. It was a really sweet letter, but it was like super funny. So anyway, I was doing that and I missed the reunion. One story long. One story I long. like your grandma. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. <laughs> Both my mom's mom. So there's a reason my mom's the way she is. And there's a reason I'm the way I am. And there's definitely a relation between the three of us. But um, yeah, she's. I don't think Sarah ever met my grandma, but she's even more mm-hmm. fun. And she was, she, yeah, she's, she's a, a wild lady, but um, yeah. Point is, I'd, I'd love to come to the in-person one since I missed the virtual <laughs> reunion. We're going to try now that Again. they've opened things back up. I think we're going to try for this summer and try to gauge, get a poll from everybody. What, what month works better. What? Yeah, I think we're going to try and do another virtual one in May and then um, get some feedback on when people would be willing to come, probably closer to July or August time um, and see what happens. But yeah, it'd be nice to see everybody in person. I mean, you know, the the virtual world was fun. Several people, I'm probably the only one that knew everybody on the call. Um, As well, you should. Yes, yes. But I was hoping to go deeper, but then I started thinking about it and I don't know. I mean, I was able to get in contact with Brian, but I don't even know if he has information to get a hold of anybody past when he was here. So just give me names. Yeah, I could I try looking in personnel files, but you know, we destroy them after seven years. So I'd have to like really call human resources and I don't know how that would you just give me names. I got you. <laughs> I don't know names. I can't find anybody. <laughs> Basically, Mark was here by himself for like, I don't know how many years. And then he finally got to hire an assistant manager or secretary. 
and then an assistant manager and then an AV tech. So like, I don't know how long he did it by himself, at least five years, I think. So, but anyway, well, you, could, you could message, I'll message Mark and ask him, Mark, give me a detailed list. Yeah. He likes, he likes me. He likes my pics, my, my, my posts. Yeah, you could do that. You could see how far back you could go. So, well, Erica, thank you as always for joining us. It's always a pleasure catching up with you. And it's so nice meeting you. Yeah. You too. Yeah. You guys are actually more alike than you know. So we should get together. Yeah. Just an hour. We, we can meet hey, in the middle, like Hempstead. I, I've got <laughs> nothing. Well, I mean, you know, I do do things, but I, I have flexibility in my schedule. Same. <laughs> do you? Do you really? I mean, I did. <laughs> now Come I June, don't. You won't. Yep. Now I don't know. You just ruined that. For but here's everybody. the thing: we could we could schedule a time. It doesn't have to be impromptu like today, but it could be you know another time. True. I'll just come. Yeah, we can do Brent it, Carter. I love it. We that do. You know, we do like a week. A week. We you know we leave him with a grandparent for a week, and so I can do whatever I want. Well, usually like a project or something, but that's the great like time. Then I can do whatever I want. <laughs> I know. How does she yeah. swing a week? I can't swing a week. I have. We're really lucky. My mom is like, give me. My mom's trying to get in because she's not like a kid person, you know. She's like kids, and so she like really wants him to like her. Um, and so she tries so hard. So she likes when she can do stuff without me because he's now like obsessed with me right now. Um, and then my mother-in-law is wonderful too. And she just, they all are like, give me, give me him. I want him. And so. Is he the first grandbaby? He is the first for my parents. Um, and my, uh, we have a nephew, Greg's sister has a baby, or a baby, has a son that he's like almost nine, or he just turned nine. So it's. You know, no, they're not cute anymore at that age. No, they're mouthy. No, cute in different ways. Yeah. Um, but not like, no, there's just something about, you know, your squishy little baby that's like, just cute. So, oh, I know. and I'm, I, I'm with him all the time and I like him to be with other people and, you know, be able to like experience, I want him to know things outside of just me and my husband. So I'm like, okay, who wants him? This is what we want to do this week. Like, and we just trade off. That's awesome. So. I need well, that so I'll trade him, I'll pass him off, and then I'll come. Perfect. So we can yes. relive the glory days, Sarah. Oh, God. I don't think I can go back to the glory days. I go back to some days, but not the glory days. I'll go back to, like, last week when I was calling. Okay. But, so. All right. Well, as always, again, thanks thank for you. having me. Yes, we love it. Yes. And keep in touch as we uh, move forward with all the reunion stuff. So. Yeah, let me know. Yeah. I'm there. All right. Well, to all our listeners, keep in touch. Stay tuned. We've got another Where Are They Now coming. Don't know who it is yet, so we'll be surprised. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.